Listening to the state of our football nation. Are you a professional optimised business? Time to look at Northern Peugeot Bandura to further professionalise your fleet with their updated commercial van range. The team at Northern Peugeot Bandura can help customise your fleet to your business needs. Stock arriving now, so secure your van and beat the rush before the end of financial year madness. Visit northernpeugeot.com.au or call 9119-9008. TNC Supply. On FNR. Uh, Nathan Claridge, welcome to FNR and Football Nation Radio. Hey, George. Hey, Procure. Thank you. Thanks for um, having me on. I think I got mate, thrown mate, in. It, I want you to tell us uh, very, very um, openly uh, the responsibilities of a TD, a modern TD, a, mod- a modern technical director uh, at, a, at a club that's doing some tremendous work for juniors. You haven't really yeah. got a senior club to, to speak of, but you are looking in that direction, but your primary purpose right now is women's and youth. Is that right, youth development? Almost, almost, George. So we did stand up. We had the NPL senior team a few years back and, and there's some really difficult challenges around regional clubs maintaining that, as um, we're probably yeah. all aware. So yeah, uh, we went for a little while without a senior program, um, but we've just stood up. We, we finally lobbied all the key stakeholders and FV and... And we, we got them to allow us into the state league. Um, so last year was our men's, our first year back into men's state league football. Um, so going into our second year this year, we're pretty excited. But yeah, it, it bring, does bring up a lot of the challenges of, of, around having a regional NPL team or an NPL junior program. Um, and one of the things that we looked at was we'd set out to re-establish the integrity of the program, get good coaches and, and do that. But without a senior focal point, uh, you know, the club just didn't seem to have a, a heart, really, to put it bluntly. Um, and once players got to 15, 16, they're already starting to look elsewhere. So a few of us really said, you know, it's just not feasible. You have to let us back in. And, and we got it over the line. Now, the women's one is another one because in regional areas, you've got key stakeholders. There's essentially the local association and then there's us, the uh, the more aspirational, won't say elite club, but the more aspirational club in the region. And and football Victorian, I think most associations' position is both stakeholders have to be happy with every decision. And so we would love to have a women's program, but we respect the fact that locally the association has done incredible work to promote numbers and, and um, participation in women's football. The perception is if we come along and provide, you know, an opportunity for the stronger players to play at a higher level in a state league or... Yep down the track NPL women's that it would undo the work they've done at this stage. So unfortunately we're kind of hamstrung by that and um, it's out of our hands. We, we would love to overnight say next year we're going into women's football and, um, but that's the situation we find ourselves in. Okay. Let's go back. You're in a, a notoriously AFL region, right? Yeah. Of, of, of Victoria. How are you doing this? How are you getting all these youngsters and why are you getting in the numbers that you're seeing? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. We actually, uh, like when you talk about young guys getting their opportunity, we had our first, I think our first national um, capped player in Ryan Carms who played with the uh, the Joeys in their recent trip to um, 
to the to Asia or Uzbekistan. Anyway, um, he came through our NPL program here, local boy. So that's something to hang your hat on. Um, our under 18s. Did, did, yep. Can I just interrupt you there? Let me just give me a clue. You're, you as a TD, when you see talent like that, what does it mean for you? Do you does does the system go hello hello hello? <laughs> we've got to, we've got to nurture this young man and give him every best chance. Or can you see it's a gem? It's a real gem, and you don't have to do too much other than give him the confidence to express him themselves. Um, it's a great question because I've got another one who's probably eleven years old and is that sort of talent that you look at just wow. everything's natural, wow. so balanced, technically just profound and um but there is a bit of nurturing that goes on to help with the decision making process and hence the reason why clubs like this need to exist in a regional area to give that first step up and the step up is then to go to an a-league side like Carmsey did um at melbourne city so there's there's nurturing but you know with good coaching um it's information but then it is what you say it's it's allowing naturally gifted players to play and i think too long for too long the shift towards this really focused coaching curriculum meant that we're overcoaching, we're treating it like chess and um, we want to play through each third. You know, we don't want to allow too much free decision-making or creativity because that doesn't fit with our, our model of coaching. And I think there's probably a growing number of us that have said this probably killed a bit of Australian football and in the world <laughs> we live in, in a regional area. I'm, I'm loving this. Uh, 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 Nathan Claridge, you just keep talking. I mean, uh, Pakura and I, no, seriously, Pakura and I have uh, loved the game, all right? Yeah. Pakura is an outstanding young commentator working for Paramount+. Plus. She's been one of our young cadets at FNR and we're thrilled to see her progress. Uh, and she she's doing uh, some terrific things, but she's also extraordinarily passionate about our messaging yeah. and about the way we all fit together. Now, you said you're, one of your young stars uh, made his way through to Melbourne City. Are you building great pathways? Are you now in conversation with Michael Petrillo and others at Melbourne City and are there genuine pathways, not to intrude on what you guys are doing, right? But are you establishing, a, a, you know, a natural and organic way to, to see what you're building and letting it flourish even further up? Yeah, and we feel like we've been very intentional about it. By establishing a senior program that plays in the state league, wherever they sit, state, three, four, yep. five, up and down. Yep. That's fine. We've built a good relationship with Avondale, which is obviously a powerhouse NPL club. There's yes, mutual benefit. Yes. They need to expand their supporter base. Bendigo presents a great opportunity. Correct. An opportunity for us. So we've had about two or three of our players go on to them this year. Um, and then, of course, the next step is to an A-League. And, and, you know, to a lesser degree, we haven't formalised anything in that space. But obviously with Carmsey and um, Petrillo and the guys at City, it opens up that opportunity to more formalise it and look at um, ways we can structure it better. So, yeah, we've been intentional about it. We realise where we sit. We realise our job with our juniors um, and we're very keen when we see a talent, do what we can and then push them on and provide them the opportunity they need. Um, if, if you've got a, a spare weekend, uh, I'm happy to invite you to be my guest uh, at uh, one of the chairman's club functions at Melbourne City. I'm a club ambassador and I'd love to get you there to speak to to Michael and others, you know, face-to-face, because I'd love to see those those boundaries that were once upon a time a little bit tenuous, you know, tighter. 
because you guys are doing something tremendous. You're in the heart of AFL land and you're churning out talent. And that to me tells me one, two things. It tells me that you love the game and you love to, and, and you have a good eye for talent, for spotting it. And two, you have, you have a, a, a seemingly organic um, uh, system that allows you to grow that nursery and create some wonderful talent. Um, that to me is just the most wonderful thing we can do as lower division um, uh, clubs. If you guys can be the senior nurseries, the 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 uh, the wonderful first step to the next career. There's a young kid that Pakua and I were talking about before you came on, who, who's making a, a ridiculous um, um, uh, go at uh, at beating defences in the A League. Is young Irakunda out of Adelaide. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, now, what as a TD, what are you thinking to yourself every time you see him go, shake a hip, uh, you know, twist and turn and 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 frighten the hell out of a central back uh, yeah. or a fullback um, that that not only doesn't seem coming, doesn't doesn't quite appreciate his speed off the mark. <laughs> I've said to people time again, you don't have to you don't have to beat me for hundred meters. You only have to beat me for ten. That's right. You have to yeah. get that one that that sort of that little break. It's like a little rope. You get that in front of me and I can't stop you. Yeah. Illegally. Sorry, legally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And, and I also and I'm an old goalkeeper, so right. I I know that a goalkeeper wants anybody attacking them to take a little bit longer on the ball. Right. Yeah. I want to take that time away from them. So this is constant battle. So totally. when you have a kid like that, who's that, who's that passionate at coming at you, it's pretty scary. Oh, you know, it's a breath of fresh air because like oh, it, it alludes back to what we've said. Um, there's a fear that I had and a few others have had yourself sounds the same that we almost coached that out of the game. And to see a kid like Eric Kunda come and, and, you know, he's just got the X factor and you just go, just, let him play, especially in, the, especially in the attacking third. Just let the kid play. I think it's a great wake-up call to coaches and to the, the football environment that nurture and foster young talent. It's a reminder to go, you know what, you just got to release talent when you see it. And so I think <laughs> to see it at that level, a kid at 16 and what he does is cool. just exciting. Brings crowds to watch. Like, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, another boy who did that um, was Grant Cole, obviously, who was just up the road from Shepparton. You know, yeah. another kid, and they're, they're fantastic out there. Billy the TD and, and Craig Cowley, their coach, very similar to us, and we, we spent a lot of time. Saw his talent. You know, they were getting on the phone to Central Coast. Obviously, his older brother went there and just trying to open doors. Um, but it was all around, he's a, he's a kid with natural talent, natural ability, let him play. Obviously, there's structure and there's things in, in the education of the game, but it's finding that balance in not stifling it, but releasing it. And I think we're, I feel like the pendulum is shifting back a little bit. I mean, sometimes we play some NPL clubs, they come up here and it's so mechanical and chess like it's a bit of a frustration. Yeah, I know we've, we've uh, regressed. But anyway, I'm, 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 I love, I've loved listening to you telling us what we need to do and, and, and how you've seen it. Because I've watched an awful lot of football over the years and I've learned one thing there is no one pace to play the game. Yeah. And the sides that can move it up, can step it down, can slow it, and then again accelerate, have this wonderful way of out-muscling and 
out-controlling a midfield in a millisecond. We're seeing it with City yep. uh, at their best against Leipzig. You don't score seven at that level in the Champions League unless you've got one natural hunters who look at the ball and just want to put it in the back of the net yeah. and a fantastic midfield that just wants to corral the ball and in a millisecond out fire it out to the to the game breakers um, and, and they line up in City like you wouldn't believe at Manchester City. So it, it's it's interesting to watch and we've watched an awful lot of football and I hate this this uh, this fixation with possession, right? Yeah. Yes. You, you, you and 100%. I, you and I have, you and I would love to teach some of the commentary teams out there. Don't tell us about the uh, the possession. I don't care, and don't throw the stat up. It's meaningless. It's it's the it's like color. Yeah. Yep. We're we're putting it up just just because we have a slide, right? Tell me what you're doing with your possession. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've watched some of the best teams in the world have it for 30% of the time and they've, they've killed their opponent yeah. because they've been clinical in front of goal. I can remember Maradona coming to Sydney. He got one opening. He, he got his pass away to his key man and they scored a goal. And everyone said to me, oh, Maradona did nothing. Oh, no, but he <laughs> won, a, won them the game. So, That's again... Right. We've got to change the messaging, and you got. And I love what you're telling me that we've we've got to a stage now where we've we've overcoached, and we've got to let we've got to take the reins off these youngsters, boys or girls, yep, and and let them shine, and 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 that's seriously exciting. So, yeah. what do you put in the water in Bendigo that gets <laughs> some of these youngsters to come down to to see you? We're talking, by the way, to uh, Nathan Claridge, who's the TD at Bendigo FC. Um, uh, how long have you been there? Well, I was here in the, the early days, 2015, when they first stood up MPL and the club stood up and I was the under-21s coach. And, um, but, you know, there are some issues, as there is in all clubs, but regional clubs yep. in those early days, yep. it was like throwing yep. them in and a few of them drowned and we were one of them. So I, I <laughs> stepped away for a little bit. I came back. So this is now my, uh, I think it's about my fifth year since going away from this club for a couple of years. Um and so I've been TD for about three years now. And, and a few of us just got back involved and said, well, because I'm from the area. Yep. And, and it was a different world back in my day and got opportunities to play and got picked up, you know, at Green Gully, which was the old BPL. And, but it's yep. just, there was no and Green Gully, and again, and, again, and again, Green Gully, a club with a great legacy, yep. uh, seriously competitive, and have played some great games in the past. Yeah. yeah, big, uh, absolutely big game for us. A big club in, and so yeah, their proximity to Bendigo, you know, has meant we've aligned with them to a degree and just relationally. Um, but for, yeah, for a few of us, we just looked and said we need Bendigo City. Like, there's been some negative experiences in the past, but the concept, the program has to exist because the participation numbers in kids and, and like everywhere across Australia, it's the same here, is phenomenal with soccer, football. Then, you know, and we've got. Like you talk about the natural talents, well, we share this um, facility with Bendigo Pioneers, which is the AFL elite program, similar to us. And and you know, we it's all almost protecting them from seeing the just out and out athletic guns. We've lost one who's now gone to footy. He'll get drafted this year, and you know, he was a phenomenal real football player. Um, what position? So, what position have we lost? 
Uh, he was a midfielder, a six, uh, just a balance. So a great, so a great engine, huh? Yeah, good engine, and he runs up and down a half forward flank in an AFL um, oh, pitch all day long. Oh. So, but you know, so we give and take. Well, the, the the beauty of it is, is coming out of COVID, I think we've seen that now settle, and the numbers registering for local the local community league up here is big. For us, the challenge is building the relationship with the community league to say once they get to under 12, 13, pass the good ones on to us, don't try and hang on to them. As we try and take the approach, we do what we can do and then we pass them on. Like, there's no reason us hanging on to them. If a no. kid can, like Carmsy can go and play at Melbourne City, why would we want to keep him in a State League 5 team? You know, And we have to have – I think that's the biggest thing with our administrators and what we've talked about across the landscape of football here is just know where we sit, <laughs> know the role we have to play and try and stay in our lane and play it. So there's no shortage of kids playing the game and um, – we're getting better at having that relationship with our local league to um to get them on board and FV and all of us having you know continual conversation around what benefits not just participation but what also benefits stronger aspirational kids to make it. Um, so and we're not there yet, but we're definitely headed in in the right direction for sure. Nathan, I, I want to. I'm ask... sure Procure. I was going to say. I was going to say. I'm sure Procure has a number yeah, of questions. Go I, for I, it. I just Procure. want to ask Nathan, how long did it take you guys to to figure out that that was your role in the in the landscape of, of regional football, like to figure out that we can't hold on to these players, even though we want to be as successful as we want to be, we need to ensure that the, the long-term success of these kids is what's more important. How long did it take the club to figure that kind of mentality out? Uh, it's a good question, Pakur, and it probably took the failing of the first iteration of this club <laughs> when they threw us into the NPL and everyone thought we've arrived on the big stage and it, Another group of us thought this is not sustainable, you know, like there's just not the the resource and the investment. And um, so it probably took a little bit of that. And then it was a bit of the rebuilding process that forced us to sit down and strategically look at, um, you know, to answer that question. And so we, we went through a um, strategic planning process, which, you know, most people do. Do we use it? Do we not? Ours has actually been a real guiding um, sort of stick for us. And we said we exist to try and be the best producer of, regional football talent in Australia. Um, So for us, it's not about getting our senior team to the NPL, eventually the the second tier or, you know, it's, it's wherever they sit, they sit. Um, And so I've got a meeting with our senior players tonight. They start this week and it's all great. There's a few prima donnas and, you know, um, we're local, but we're playing in the state league. And, but the message (laughs) to them is this club essentially is about what we are providing for juniors and you are part of the picture. Yeah. but you are not the sum total of the picture. Um, yeah, so anyway, they're conversations we've tried to have. And, you know, it's not – it's very much imperfect. But I think, again, we're having the right conversations to take it in the right direction. I just want to follow um, that uh, up, Nathan, really, really quickly. Is that um, in terms of obviously you're sharing the space with, with a large footy audience who are big, big fans, how do you – how do you get the kids to, to be engaged in football and, 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 and get them to care about the – because obviously when you see the stars of Australian sport, they're all usually footy um, players or when they go to the Olympics and do all these great things, they're the national stars. But how do you get them to care about football and get them to stay at the club when there are you know, uh, footy clubs down the road that are saying, hey, you come down here, you're a great athlete, you could be a great football uh, AFL athlete? Yeah. Well, I think it's where we largely rely on um, the success of our national team, the quality of the A-League, um, you know, even to a, another degree is European leagues and the the 
sort of saturation that we've got now through Optus Sports and all of that, like it yep. all plays yep. into now creating um, very much in these young kids. Like back in my day when it was just the NSL, you'd watch a few Liverpool games at like 6am if they were in the FA Cup <laughs> final. That's it. Um, and you didn't know anything about Green Gallery. Pakua has no idea about that. Nathan. <laughs> yeah. Understand this. She's an Arsenal fan and she gets All right. <laughs> on on demand. She sees everything see, she George, wants. See, Nathan, George has been a hater because George is a Tottenham fan and he, he you know, I'm oh. an Arsenal fan. This is, this is what's happening right now. Okay, and I'd jump in as Liverpool, so this is just a recipe. I'm, I'm living so. great. Yeah. The rest of you, I don't know about you two, but I'm feeling fantastic. You're having a great oh, year. Yeah. A great hey, year. listen, Nathan, can I just take this opportunity yep. to say to you, do not be a stranger. Let's let's talk about what's going on in Bendigo and the region. Uh, let's see if we can build some better ties between the club and FNR. Understand that uh, Pakur is one of a crop of young uh, boys and girls, young men and women, who are the next generation of broadcasters. They Amazing. want to improve the messaging. They love the game like you wouldn't believe. Uh, just as you have spent a, a lifetime uh, putting back and giving back because it's part of what you do. Um, it's exciting for us to be able to offer you guys not only uh, the the opportunity to talk to a national audience, but uh, unlike old radio, old radio was confined to uh, your region. So if you're in Bendigo, that's that's the only person who heard, heard what was going on. If you're in Sydney, only the outer regions of Sydney would 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 hear it. Beyond that, you were lost. Yeah. With streaming radio, we go global and we go national. And that's the exciting thing. Just as all these devices now give the next generation of youngsters the opportunity to get saturation coverage, we have an opportunity with streaming radio to talk about the game 24-7 in a manner that was never contemplated by anyone before. So no, that's brilliant. Do, do brilliant. not be a stranger. Uh, help us to understand what's going on there, what more we can do to help you, and showcase some of the outstanding talent so we can follow them I wanna, on their pathway. Yeah. Sorry, George, before we, we let Nathan go, ahead, go, go ahead. Uh, Nathan, we heard that uh, your daughter is uh, playing for South Melbourne, the NPL <laughs> oh. uh, women's uh, yeah, yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. Give us a little info. What's her... Her name position, and position, position, position as well. Position, yeah. what's, what's she doing? Well, she yeah, so pretty exciting. She she did the travel. So we took her down when she was thirteen. She showed some some promise, and she broke into the South program, which at that time, you know, under Sock, um, was was pretty bloody good. And anyway, we always knew this was the moment. Would she get a senior contract? She got a senior contract. The next year or two is going to be a challenge for her to break in. And they got a they got a gun team. I think they'll probably challenge for a top two spot now this year. But um. She plays as a centre-back. She's still young, so she's probably got a bit of physical development to do to be a centre-back at a senior level. But what they love about her is she's brutal. She she loves to throw a tackle, and she's had the odd red card in her junior career. Oh, <laughs> she's, um, she's Pakua. Pakua would love to call the no, game. No, actually, I love the teachers <laughs> because what's, Nathan... What's, what's her name, Nathan? Her name is Asia. And the funny thing is her first senior game when she came off the bench, whoever was calling it, like, this was like last year, we spelt it as parents, A-Z-H-I-A, and she's, she has cursed us the rest of her life for doing that to her. 
So I think the first time she got called, it was uh, making her way into the pitch is Asia, Clarice. If you see it, it's Asia, just I'm like so, the continent of Asia. I'm, co- well, I'm Asia commentating, Claridge. Well, I'm commentating uh, Bayside and Southern uh, Southern United, I think, this weekend. So I don't I have okay. her game. But when I do, when I see her in the name of the T-shirt, I most certainly will be getting it correct, Nathan, now that I know Amazing. the correct. Because I, have, I am a stickler of trying to get the pronunciation. I feel bad when I get someone's name wrong, so... Yeah, yeah. It's tough. you guys have a tough job, yeah. especially in football, you know, with all nationalities and range of names languages. And, yeah, yeah, always trying uh, to get Nathan, the names right. There was a, the Channel 7 one once upon a time called uh, Claudio Gentile, Claude Gentile. He was the then <laughs> captain of Juventus, and he had arrived in Australia to participate in a, in a tour with the great Juventus side of that time. And I can remember I was at Wide World Sports, and the guy at 7 went, yeah, Claudio Gentile. Uh, Gentile, and I went, oh, <laughs> Jesus, we've got, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair no, enough. you guys do a great job. I'm, I'm wrapped that I've made the connection, and obviously Glenn on our board who's um, sort of made the yeah. connection. No, please, it's fantastic. Please pass on our best wishes to, to Glenn. And, again, all of you, uh, we love the fact that you guys have made the commitment to bring the next generation of youngsters into the game and give them the best footing for a career, if, wherever they want to take it, yeah? yeah exactly. Uh, continue, continue good work. Do not be strangers. And whatever you need, reach out to us all the time, huh? Oh, well, 100%. Thanks, guys. You do a great job. And um, we, our club will now be all over this because they're saying, oh, our TD's on the radio today. So <laughs> we'll hopefully Put it on the website. Yeah. Put yeah, it yeah. on the website. Oh, and I'll, I'll send you the Instagram link for us because you can see some of the talented kids scoring goals week in, week out. And we've we got a good crop in our under-18s at the moment. So I think they're sitting... Well, Equal second, just under victory, and they might be the first time we've qualified for a um, Tier One NPL Junior competition. So there's there's plenty to watch and see. It's exciting up here. Fantastic. Uh, is listening. Don't you worry. <laughs> and she's got and she's got Asia in her sights. I'm, 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 Thank I'm, you. No, I'm I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I like the red card story because I got a I got a yellow card. <laughs> uh, I got a yellow card for a slide tackle because the age range we weren't allowed to do slide tackles yet. But I said let's get the football started. But it's okay. Yeah, well done, Pukia. Like well done. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she'll um she's she's a she's a hardcore defender. She's a female so Vinnie be, Jones. Before in the we wrong go. Way. Before we go, does she take from mum or does she take from you? <laughs> Actually, her um, her mother was a, a good player as well. We met in high school. She was playing for the state team, but her auntie, her mum's sister, um, played in the early days of the National League and she, she probably went further than any of us. So awesome. we say she takes after her mum's side because they're just ruthless. So <laughs> I was always a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> this will get back. This will get back to the other side of the family. Yeah, it will. Uh, Pakura, you need to acknowledge and thank our guest. No, I really, really, Nathan, we really, Nathan Claridge from uh, Bendigo City, we really appreciate you joining us on the State of Our Football Nation uh, this afternoon and hope the club, everything goes all well with the club and we'd love to have you guys on the program again. And George, thank you for tune- coming in on your time off in uh, in Queensland, the sunshine. Queensland. I don't know what we're going to call the state. There's multiple wow. names for it. But we thank everybody for joining us in the state of our football nation this Thursday. And we will be back next Thursday at 5 o'clock here on FNR. Bye for now. On you. On you, guys. Listening to the state of our football nation on FNR.